This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review season two of Marvel's animated anthology, What If? Plus, Steven Yoon will not be in Thunderbolts, Disney deals with a proxy war, a new Echo teaser confirms that the Netflix Daredevil show is canon, Aquaman 2 box office update, Joe Coy had a rough time hosting the Golden Globes, and more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, January 8th, 2024. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Snooch to the Nooch. What's up? What's up? Hello, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, bringing you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us, he is the recent winner of one of the Golden Globes' newest category, winning Best Slack Hole. In a motion picture or musical, it's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? I like to thank the Academy. <laughs> I like to thank Harvey Weinstein for widening that slack hole as much as possible. Um, oh dear, I don't know. I don't know. How's that? How's that Jeez. statue feel? How's that? It's nice and yeah, it's nice and round. Yeah, it's uh, it's got an <laughs> echo nice in there. Round. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Well, good. That, that that opening was already better than Joe Coy's monologue. Oh, it was that a better jokes, the subsequent jokes oh, afterwards. I take it by. Okay, first you know of all, what? My slack hole actually made a, a uh, cameo in Rebel Moon. Oh, boy. Was that what that thing was? Yeah, in the beginning, that big opening <laughs> that that ship comes out of, that's my slack hole. Oh, yes, that's a whole separate discussion. But wait, yeah. it, uh, the award, <laughs> a, a movie award season has officially begun. The Golden Globes aired just yesterday. And by that comment, Anthony, I'm glad you checked it out. I wanted to see if you guys watched this. I watched the whole fucking thing. Oh, oh, I did not watch. I didn't even know it was on. There was nothing else to do, but I watched because uh, the show had a lot of controversy. It was on. It, it got dropped by NBC, picked up on CBS. Nobody wanted to host this fucking show. They no, went no. through everyone, right? The Before Joe Coy was announced, it was literally going to be Cedric the Entertainer and Vilmer Wilderama, Jesus. Uh, which is that's when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So Joe Coy gets this gig 10 days ago. He's got to write jokes for the monologue. Anthony, you watched it. It's a Filipino comedian. He's great. Yeah. He's funny. I, I, and, I, and, and I like Joe Coy. I, like I watch a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Um, that was not good. What that was not think? a good opening monologue. Oh, you're I, not going to be an Emron? You're going to be like Emron and like just because he's Filipino, he's the greatest no, thing on earth? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, first of all, I don't know if people knew who he was. Probably not. One. Probably not. Um, most of the people in the room, I don't think, knew who he was. Secondly, it got real. It got so bad that I had to turn. It, when he started berating the audience and telling them that his jokes are funny, <laughs> I was like, and he, and he did it multiple times. I was like, oh my god, I have to turn this off. Yeah, he's like, look, I wrote then, some of these. I think, I think the killer was later on when he did the Taylor Swift joke. See, I, where he okay. said, uh, yeah, where he said that uh, the difference between the NFL and the Golden Globes was that they're going to cut to Taylor Swift less. I mean, they that's, cut to her. That's pretty funny. It's not even a dig at Taylor Swift. It's more of a dig at the NFL, really. 
Yeah, it's like a dig at her celebrity. It's not really against her. Yeah. Yeah, but he had already like come to the point where like no one was laughing at his jokes already. <laughs> and then they cut to her and she does the like mean mug sip of her glass. And it was just like, yep, yeah, it's over. Like, it's over for me. At least, at least you didn't give him the finger. It, no. It's an instant Taylor Swift gif that will live on the internet meme forever. Right. Here's the thing. I, will, I feel bad for Joe Coy. I'm going to defend him. This is a tough fucking job as a stand-up to get the job 10 days ago and just get mm-hmm. thrown in there, right? This is a hard room. These are stuffy hard fucking room, yeah. celebrities who do not want to laugh at themselves. And I thought some of the shit was cringe funny. He was doing his best. A lot of the shit didn't land, but uh, there. I mean, he, you know, he. he impress- Sounds like I'd rather see you up there, Imran. I, yeah, you know what? I, 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 it was it was it was rough, and I was like, "You're doing the best you can, buddy." Meanwhile, Jim Gaffigan gets up there, calls the whole room like a pedophile, it calls everybody pedophiles. It was an amazing joke to their face during his presentation. Nobody's talking about that, but Joe Coy, he is getting battered today. Just oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. listen, the That's show too bad. The show is kind of a joke in itself, right? Because you know the term "egot." That G does not stand for a Golden Globe. It's like it doesn't count. This show, yeah, it's more like an egot. Yeah, egot, <laughs> egot. Wait, wait to slip that in. Anyways, Oppenheimer won big. Uh, won a lot of things. Succession won a lot of things. Uh. Steven Yoon and Ali Wong and Beef won a lot of things. So it was a yeah, he, like he got beef. he got destroyed on Twitter. The, yeah. the only thing I can think of is like it's not really his crowd anyway. So it's maybe not. he gets some pub, but um, but it might be bad publicity. Yeah, it was just not good. It was just not good. I mean, the gig seems like a no win situation. It anyways. really is. Like hosting um, is hard. But I mean. When you start berating the crowd, that was pretty bad. Was <laughs> no, pretty but bad. like, yeah, I mean, it's not a roast, but Ricky Gervais. No, I'm not saying when he, the roasting part's yeah. part of it, but when then you start telling the crowd, hey, my shit is funny. What oh. is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. being like, oh, the jokes I wrote are funny and yeah. you're laughing. Because you're laughing. Okay. Those. And then he says, he goes, I literally got this job 10 days ago. Give me a fucking break. What are you going to do? Right. It's kind of funny. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was you laugh. Did you, did you I laugh? Some of it had me laughing, but I, oh, I, wow. I laughed at like the reaction. The room, yes, it was a train wreck. And the, the, now I'm mad I didn't watch it, dude. And the <laughs> things they wrote for the presenters—I don't know who writes that shit. So bad, so bad. Uh, so whatever. That's the big story. Joe Coy tried to host. Wow. And yeah, all right. So Anyways. who won? Who won the Globes? Uh, Oppenheimer won a lot everything oppenheimer kind of swept one best okay. uh, best actor best director best picture for most for drama uh and okay. i think barbie won that uh the box office achievement and cinematic achievement bullshit award the participation award that they wow. they literally made just to get taylor swift in the room wow so people would watch barbie won that why does taylor swift have to do with barbie what does she have to no, do no her Movie was nominated for best box office or cinematic achievement. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yes, the Eras Tour. Oh, movie. Wow, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're trying. So, <laughs> oh yeah, all the Swifties were watching. Anyways, yeah, that's it. We got the Oscars and other shit coming up, but let's do the real news now. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Yeah, it was a train wreck, and I don't even know if it was like a fun to watch train wreck. It was kind of like. Turn away and cringe train wreck. Anthony, did you watch much of the show or you just watched no, it with monologue? I just wa- I couldn't watch it after that. I was like, this is just so ah. bad. 
Yeah. And plus, like, the Golden Globes are kind of sort of a joke anyway. Yeah, so it's cares. not like it's not like really anyone cares about who wins the awards. Robert Downey Jr. won a globe for Oppenheimer. I, I didn't also understand the joke when he was like, Meryl Streep. I loved when you were Wakanda. Can you do the Wakanda, Wakanda forever for thing? Well, so that was a transition because he was about to announce Angela Bassett as the first presenter. Oh, yeah. So, um, again, tell me how that's a good transition. It was not because then he goes again <laughs> and goes, here's, the, here's some clues. And so, yeah, he like he confused and Meryl Streep. No, he didn't confuse. Ant- it was no, a joke. It was bad. Yes. Yes. He was trying to say that they're like the same person, but yeah. they're not. That they also when he was like, oh, white people steal everything, and they were room full of white people. That's like that. Uh, come on, that was great. And he, I mean, he, said, he was about killers of the flower moon. He's like, you stole the premise of the movie, and then they it cut. Just to, it just was a bad. It just was not a fit. <laughs> they cut to Scorsese just sitting there doing nothing. So funny, the awkwardness and the cringeworthiness. I really enjoyed. It was bad. Yowzers, it was man, it was bad TV. Anyways, let's talk. Speaking of Stephen Yoon, who does win. Uh, I mean, for like, yeah, let me ask you a question. Do you, would you want to be part of Hollywood? Like, besides the money and the fame, like, would you want to be hanging out with those people? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know because they're so everyone is so stuffy. And I'm like, lighten up, Francis. What the fuck? You guys can't take a joke. And then I would take the money. I don't know. <laughs> you take the money. Yeah. The money and the fame. I could not mean with those people. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the money I think the money outweighs any of the oh wow I have to be in the room with fucking Leo again God he's such a perv <laughs> fuck everybody was there there's a lot of celebrities there, there. Were a lot of people there but I'll tell you what the seating was a little weird it seemed like they put all the Asian people in the back of the room because when Ali Wong and Steven Yeun and everyone from Beef had to get up and get this award it was the longest fucking walk to the stage it took them like six minutes. To fucking get there. The seating was all whack. I was like, oh, they put the Asians in the back of the room. These motherfuckers. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Man. So, like I said, Stephen Yoon wins a, a Golden Globe for his work on that show. Beef. You ever see, Did you ever watch Beef, Anthony? It's really good. No, I never did. You should watch it. It's good. It's really good. It's very yes. good. It wins best uh, limited TV series. Ali Wong, Stephen Yoon won. Now, we know it was never official. But we've known for a while that Stephen Yoon was going to play Sentry in the Thunderbolts. It, right. It's even to go so far as Robert Kirkman pretty much spilling the beans in an interview about Invincible, Stephen Yoon voices Mark and Invincible, saying, uh, yeah, Stephen said he just came from a fitting for Sentry. And I say was because here's what is official, is that Stephen Yoon is not going to be in Thunderbolts anymore. Oh, shit. He- wow. He has walked away. The delays, the movie's been delayed, and the strike delays have messed up everyone's schedule. And he said it's for scheduling reasons. Uh, and, but it, he never said what role he was going to play either. But if you're looking forward to Steven Yunus Century, which probably would have been good, we're not kidding. We're not kidding. Nope. Lame. Mm-hmm. Well, time to call Henry Campbell. Well,. <laughs> Henry Cavill would be good. What about? He I would got, be good. I got another well, one. Did you want to? Yeah. You want to know why he left? Why did he did leave? That's because this movie's been delayed for so long yeah. that he can't make the shooting schedule now that um, we've had the delays. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this year in July, and it's been pushed back to 2025 July, and they haven't even started shooting. Right. 
he's just got conflicts. Um, I got another guy you could throw in there. And like, that's the thing is we don't, I guess that we know that the Sentry's going to be in there. Now, do they take Sentry out of the movie? Do they pivot? Do they recast? Uh, Ruggs, uh, Reacher, Alan Richson. Oh, is it Sentry? Put him in the suit. He's messy. Oh, wait, is, that, is, that, yes. is that you saying that or is that just a, your fantasy? No, there's people uh, online. No, multiple people have Lots said Lots of this. fans are calling for Alan Richson to be cast as Sentry. What a waste. He should be Batman. Uh, I don't know about Batman. Um, I, I say mind Batman. that one. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Sentry, though, is like he's actually just like a really disturbed, normal looking guy. Yeah. And then, he be- and then it's, it's like his whole persona is like if bipolar was a superhero problem power yeah or not even by well like like he he's a really disturbed guy there's the that just happens to also be the most yeah makes him go psychotic has voices talking to him and stuff so it yeah. doesn't necessarily need to be he's super powerful but he doesn't need to be a jacked guy oh okay like the, if you look at him in the comics he's kind of like a meek looking guy he's not that big oh. and i'm well, still buff for comics but yeah. that's not it it's not like a superman type thing Okay. Where he, it revolves around him being like Adonis. Okay. It's more about the fact that he has the powers of a, of the son of the Adonis, but is also like has people talking to him in his head and fucking can't separate reality, can't separate what's in his head from reality. I don't know if Alan Richson's acting skills can die. Yeah, I don't think he's into, that guy. Like he works great the less he says and just yeah, he can be the, a good Batman. Batman doesn't say yeah, anything. Don't say anything. Just punch people and do cool shit. Is when uh, Alan Richson. I mean, I got, does, I got a good role for Alan Richson. Oh yeah, who? Uh, what's his fucking name? I keep I forget. Now I'm forgetting the the yellow character from DC from the future. Uh, Booster Gold. No, Booster Gold. Booster Ron. Gold. Oh Booster no Gold. way! That would be terrible. Booster uh, Gold, baby. I, I don't even. I don't know. Alan Richson. Have you seen him be comedic? Um, yeah, he can be funny. He can be funny. Yeah. Okay. He was in Blue Mountain State. He was in that. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he played. He played a jock. That's right. He played like a stereotypical jock. That's right. Booster Gold. That could work. I don't. I don't like. I, I don't like him as Batman. He's huge. He's like almost too big for Batman. It's not I that he's like too he's, big. It's just, can he play Bruce Wayne? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, he could definitely play Batman. <laughs> for sure just he could play he could play the guy in the suit yeah as long as he's sure he's playing bruce wayne he just doesn't have, don't give him a lot of dialogue that's all just it's all done with the looks henry cavill would uh would he sign up for century i don't know that would be i don't know if they can get him but henry uh cavill is century i like yeah, that that could work that could work so currently remember this movie I don't know. What do you guys feel about this movie now after all this time? Because it's kind of a weird setup, right? It's kind of like their version of the Suicide Squad. It is a bunch of side characters teaming up. We have Florence Pugh as Yelena. You're going to have human. Okay, uh, go. You're going to have Wyatt Russell, John Walker, U.S. agent. Humanish. Super soldier. Uh, Olga Kurilenko playing Taskmaster. Humanish. David Harbour as the Red Guardian. Uh, slightly augmented human. Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier. Augmented human. Hannah John came in as ghost. She's the only one that's different than everyone else. She yeah. can phase two things. Then also on the in IMDb, Harrison Ford as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Maybe as Red Hulk, maybe not. Red Hulk probably, which will be different. And then Julia Louis Dreyfus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, probably the person who puts this team together, tries to send them to their death. And also She's added like the team mom. Added to this cast Ayo Edibri, who just won a Golden Globe. She's on beef, and she was a voice in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She will be playing Valentina's assistant. 
I said this when we first announced this cast, and I'll say it again. There's too much overlap in the power, the heroes they just decided to choose. They're kind of. They're all punchy humans. Yeah. And what makes Avengers and Justice League, although the movie didn't do great, but what makes those teams, X Men, those teams awesome is that there's an over, there's not the overlap in powers. It, and then, yes. then you have fun with the powers complementing one another. It's kind of weird because, like, even when you're growing up and you're d- dreaming up of your own team, you're designing a team of superheroes, you want them to be all have different fucking powers. That's the point of having a team right. of superheroes. Otherwise, why are why do they need to be on the team? You got Red Guardian. Why do you need Winter Soldier? Why do you need U.S. Agent? They all do the same fucking. They all thing. the same thing. They're all the same <laughs> same character. fucking person in terms of power. Yeah. Taskmaster, she she can mimic other people's moves. Okay, but, but she's essentially not doing anything more than capping. She's the same as a Black Widow, as the Elena. Yeah, right. Ghost actually has Ghost is the tech. different. Yeah, and how do they use Harrison? But Ford? she's like the least, least, at least, probably the least um, popular hero out of everyone you listed. Like the least, yeah, the least one we know. But I mean, about. a lot of these are like these side side characters that people, some people may have forgotten they even were in a fucking movie. Uh, right. Jake Schreer directing. So I don't know. How excited are you for this movie now still? He did direct Beef. So I thought Ooh. that was interesting. Jake Schreer. Beef. beef. I like Beef. You like Beef? <laughs> are we Are we looking forward to Thunderbolts? Maybe. I don't know. Thunder Beef. Thunder Beef would be great. Yeah, I like that. Um, but that's not till 2025. Steven Yoon's out. We'll see what happens. Listener, let us know. What do you think? Join this conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd. It is closed, exclusive group just for our listeners. Lots of fun. Geek out in there. Uh, sticking with Disney stuff, uh, Rugs, you uh, mentioned this in a recent chat. Okay. There's a Disney proxy war. That's right. Reheating. What does that mean? What is a proxy war? What do you know that's going well, on? Well, there's a guy... Uh, his name is Peltz. Nelson right? Peltz sounds like a Simpsons character. Yes. Yeah. So he's but he's had a bug up his ass. He's friends with Ike Perlmutter. He doesn't like uh Mutter. He doesn't like the Bob Iger at all. Yeah. He wants to get the fuck out of there. He's like, he's ruining this business. And ever since he's been in charge, everything's turned to shit. Now, you can't say that about Iger because he he's the one who got Marvel aboard and made all these purchases, but I think in the streaming section. And uh, a lot of the content uh, ideas, like in kind of like are hurting the, the brands that they're setting up anyway. So like, yeah, he bought Marvel, but like he also made all the decisions that tainted the Marvel brand over a period of time. So this dude Pelts is like, he's like, you got to cut all this spending. You got to do this. You got to get this co- company profitable, profitable. So he's trying to get on the board and he's petitioning to get on the board. And uh, people are starting to like warm up to him because he's, all of this like bad juju that's going on at Marvel. So like, if Marvel is not doing well, this guy's got a case to make, right? He's like, okay, well, you see, like, you need me in charge. You need me. You need me to like help guide this company. So, um, but then Pearl that's what's Mutter, happening. Perlmutter is it? Is it like he's trying to get back in to make decisions? And get, well, he got ousted by yeah, Iger, that, right? That's so, right. Just recently, that was part of the cost cutting. Is they got rid of Ike Perlmutter? Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, I want me to cut salaries. Okay, let me get rid of Perlmutter. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> a proxy fight is to uh, you know fighting over the number nominating board of directors. 
uh, so that they can actually make some decisions. So on one side, it's Nelson Peltz, Putz, whatever his name is. And I he's not on the board. He's just an investor yeah. that has a lot, a lot of stake with Ike Perlmutter. On the other side, Disney and Bob Iger have gotten support from activist investor Value Act Capital uh, to throw some money in Blackwell's capital on their side. Uh, Anthony, have you heard about this? Does any of this make sense? Does, what does it mean? I heard about it a little bit. Um, does it make sense? As in, like, why would they be doing this? Yeah, what impact will this have? If uh, I what, Everything I read is that a proxy fight doesn't always win. Uh, they tried this before, and that's when Bob Iger... I think it might motivate people to make certain decisions, maybe. Or maybe, like, maybe, like, Bob Iger says, like, I could do this. I could take care of this on my own. Fuck this guy. We don't need this proxy war. He doesn't need to be on the board. I'm going to take care of this shit. Watch. Give me another two quarters and I'll turn this shit around. So if it happens, if in like a year or something, this Marvel and DC, not Marvel, Marvel and Disney start making money, then this proxy war is going to be moot point. I mean, they had it's it's only happening now that they're that they're down. And, you know, so. Once that turns around, then it won't be a discussion. But right now is the moment. Yeah. This is when it's happening. I'm agree with rugs. That's all. I'll leave it with that. Uh, their stock in October was very low and it's rebounded back, but not to where uh, it used to be. Uh, last time Nelson Peltz tried this is when Iger like laid off thousands of people and cut all these shows. Uh, so yeah, and Disney's just not had a good year. In fact, Universal beat them this year at the box office for the first time in a long time because Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers made a billion dollars. All the Disney movies kind of underperformed, so Universal made more money in the box office than Disney in 2023, which is crazy because they had been ruling. But I don't want we don't want Perlmutter back involved. No, you I don't, don't want Perlmutter back involved. No, he was. He was kind of like just standing in the way a lot of things, but yeah, he made he made things. If anything, Pearl Hunter made things like exactly what Rugg said. He the, he actually would slow down pro, the creative process. Yeah, he made it more uh, more steps steps in between yeah, more, corporate more, oversight, more, more things to go through to yeah. get things done. And then he also had a mindset that was um, one toy motivated, but two, right? He was the toy, uh, just not. It's not the the best for twenty twenties. Not the most progressive. Of, old no. school, <laughs> very old school. I mean, black both, guys look, can't sell. So both of these guys, Pelts and Promutter, are two really rich, really old, really white dudes. <laughs> They're both like eighty plus. But if Pelts gets a chair, you know, Promutter is going to be giving him orders and telling him what to vote for and shit. So, but I don't think anything's going to happen. Iger's no, just going to have to. I don't, I don't think it's anything. I think it's a slow news time. Yeah, Disney's on the. Not doing well, so this comes not up. Not doing well. Iger's gonna have to make more cuts. We'll Everyone see. makes power plays when you're not doing well. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, when they see you're weak, that's when yeah. they strike. Exactly. So. Well, good segue. Di- Disney Marvel has a new project that, by the time you hear this, dear listener, it will be out. I'm talking about Echo. January 9th. By the time this show posts, all five episodes will have dropped. Uh, we're gonna discuss it in full next week. Oh, there's an early. There's a tease, uh, but right now what we have, they've been putting out a lot of trailers, a lot of spots. 
And this one trailer titled Just Hurt. These trailers are really good also, by the way. I don't know if you've caught some of these spots. I like them, yeah. Oh, my God. They just get me. Each one is, like, solid. This one is titled Hurt and uh, involves the kingpin. But the big thing you notice in this trailer, what is it, Anthony? Oh, I don't know what you're specifically referring to. You're there are me on the spot. There are scenes from the Netflix Daredevil show in this trailer when uh, Wilson Fist is talking about the things he did, the people I hurt. Uh, they're oh, yeah, cutting yeah, they the are. scene That's, where he's yeah, bashing right. the dude's head in, where he's a little kid. Remember when he sees himself in the mirror as a little kid with the hammer and he's all bloody uh, yeah. in his mind? So. Essentially saying uh, that that, that Netflix show and all the Netflix show, oh, shit. holy shit, are fucking MCU canon. That's what I'm Well, doing. did you notice? I Maybe this happened a while ago, but I just noticed it when I was watching What If. But Daredevil, the, the seasons of Netflix, Daredevil are front and center on the Disney Plus page. Oh, there are now. When, you're, when you go into Marvel. Then, oh, the Netflix shows are on Disney Plus. Oh, the Daredevil show. So this is, in fact, the same Matt Murdock, Wilson Fisk. From the Netflix shows, no, no doubt about it. They're not different; they're the same. That's pretty exciting. Well, they're if you look at the watch the Echo trailers, yeah. they are going, they are leaning much heavier into the Netflix tone. Now, obviously, yeah. we'll have to watch the show and see if that's actually delivered. But that's what it looks like. So, if they're leaning into that tone, then it makes more sense. Now, if they were leaning into the Daredevil we saw in She-Hulk. <laughs> that guy is not the same guy that we saw in yeah, Netflix. Not the dude sure. who did the walk of shame in broad daylight in his Daredevil <laughs> With the yellow outfit. costume. Yes, in his ugly yellow outfit. No, this show looks like it's going to be brutal and violent, and they keep telling you to set your, your streaming to TVMA, set your settings. I think my settings are that. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Did you also notice, by the way, on Disney, just as a side, yeah. but I don't know if it was just my Disney+, Plus, but there's a sixth panel now and it's hulu oh there it's starting to incorporate hulu yeah i know at some point these are going to be oh yeah i'm looking at it now the, yeah. it says hulu and it's beta these beta, are gonna yeah. be combined as they start to merge things i don't know if hulu will still be standalone but now you can get a Didn't bunch they of say they were gonna get rid of hulu is that maybe i misread that somewhere. it might yeah it just might be absorbed into disney plus i mean you have if you're bringing in hulu stuff you have two redundant services right that you buy you're paying for both of these similar to how paramount just put showtime on paramount like all this instead of its own app but oh there's a whole hulu hub oh it's happening everything's getting consolidated rugs this echo trailer showing us clips from the netflix daredevil show the netflix show is on disney plus netflix's daredevil is mcu canon what do you think crazy it's good that would be nice, but how are they going to make that work? This are the, the the Matt Murdock and Wilson Fist we've seen are the same Matt Murdock and Wilson Fist. So does that mean that they're going to rehire all the other people? That's like, a good question. Or it they're just the storyline is canon and the characters necessarily. I not. feel like that second thing is more true. Like what okay. these two characters have gone through is it's canon. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. So there's already been Electra. There's already been the Hand and a Punisher because they they did hire Burnthal back. There's been yeah. yeah all, so they yeah everything the whole Vanessa thing with Fisk. They all this has all happened to these characters. Now my question is: Disney put this show on here. What about the others? Are they? Uh, 
But I, the, seen, I didn't look it up. I only saw. I don't see, uh, the I don't see Jessica Jones or the Iron Fist or the Luke Cage or. So this is interesting, and if it's all they're, they're picking and choosing what they want to be canon. They have how many? There's three seasons. They only have three. Was how many seasons were there? There was three. three? Yeah. So all, there was three. All well, three, Bullseye yeah. was the last one. All three seasons are. Oh yeah, there was Bullseye are on Disney Plus. This is canon. It's crazy. But it's also this crazy. Ex- this is also exciting. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Where is that clip from? Uh, that is Chevy Chase from uh, National Lampoon's uh, vac- vac- uh, vacation. vacation, regular vacation, where he's by the pool and the naked girl. She's goes Christy Brinkley. Yeah, yeah, Christy Brinkley goes skinny dipping and she invites him in, and then he does that and he starts to take his clothes off and then he gets caught. It's really funny. I forgot. What he never gets the girl. Yeah, the, uh, never. He always flirts with him while he's driving, putting his family in danger. <laughs> he's the best. Or Christmas shopping. There's a woman showing him underwear. Yes. Clark Griswold is the fucking best. He is the boss. The other thing I think is cool about this show, Echo, that I'm looking forward to. They put out another little featurette titled This is Choctaw. And this one uh, shows how they've worked with the official like Choctaw console to get the, the music, the sets, the costumes the language, right? So there's a heavy Native American influence in this show. In fact, all the episodes will be dubbed in the Choctaw language. All so right. you can listen to it that way. I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, and the authenticity. I think it's going to make this show a little bit special. So you got fucking Fisk, Daredevil, Echo, fight scenes, Choctaw stuff. It's crazy. What's it going to be? Can't wait. Well, well, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we will know next week. That's right. Okay, last thing in the news. Rugs, uh, you weren't on our Aquaman in the Lost World. I Kingdom. never saw it. You didn't see oh, it. Oh, you never saw it. You never saw never it. Saw well, it. I mean, I don't think you're missing much. I, I don't. never heard anybody talk about it saying anything good. I don't good. think you're missing much. We talked about how it had a very disappointing $27 million opening over the three-day. Whoa. Here's the thing. This was... <laughs> What? What? Whoa! <laughs> That's slow. That's Whoa. fucking low. Man. It's, it was no, bad. It's bad. It's bad. Now it it got kind of bad ratings. Bad opening weekend. However, here's the thing. Right now, domestically, it has cracked a hundred million dollars. Nice worldwide. It is sitting at three hundred and thirty-six million dollars. Oh shit! Meaning it is the out of the four lame duck movies, it is the highest worldwide grossing movie. Out of all of them, which is kind of crazy. So I don't know what it is, but inter- it's big. Te- everybody knows it's big pectoral muscles. Yeah, is that what do international audiences love? Fucking yeah, and Momoa Amber Heard, and, and everybody likes Amber Heard and big pectoral muscles. Wait, how much is it at worldwide? It's at three thirty six. A lot of I saw a lot of reports wow. saying this thing could easily finish at four hundred, four hundred and fifty million, which is like that's awesome. That's weird. Yeah, it's that's weird. That weird. um, that is weird. 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 <laughs> uh. Where that's from? You know, you you get that reference. No, where is that from? It's uh, what's her face? Uh, that's no white girl. Weird, weird. Oh, yeah, weird, weird. Anyways, uh, so it opened with twenty something million. Twenty seven million. The Marvels. Yeah, the Marvels opened at forty six and only yes. is eighty four domestic and one twenty one international for a total of two oh five. Yes, it's outperformed. It's outgrossed the Marvels. Uh, that's which strange. Is, yeah. So it was the fourth fourth worst opening total of the whole 15-movie DCEU franchise, uh, but it just became one of only 25 movies released last year to break $100 million. 
and it is it tops the flash in domestic gross, which is and uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess Momoa sells tickets. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, to be honest. I don't because yeah. it's a dead franchise, right? And it, uh, the movie was kind of forgettable. Rogs catch yeah, it. Movie, the was movie it, wasn't was that it great. bad. It wasn't bad. It was just not not really not good. good. It was it was just very very forgettable average movie with so a like, lot of tropes we've seen everything we've seen before. DC no movies. more than a five. No, right? Um, yeah, it's like a five to six. It's something you. I mean, you will watch it and you will forget what you watched days later. So it's a it, it's a rug boy five and an Imran eight basically. Well, I gave basically, it, I gave it like a, I think I only gave it like a five and a half or a six. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I really love for Imran. I like, Imran didn't really care for it. No, it's I like. It's almost one. as bad as Kingsman. It was. <laughs> I did not. It was not fun. It was just just kind of boring and and we've seen all this shit and it's a weird way for the whole ten year DCEU. To end, well, I can ask you this, Rugs, because you didn't join us for that conversation. DCEU, 10 years, starting with Man of Steel, oh, ending yeah, with cool. this movie. 16, 17 things, counting Peacemaker and Zack Snyder's Justice League. What do you think is the legacy this DCEU left behind? What's some of the highlights for you? I feel like the fact that there was a Wonder Woman movie is yeah. like the biggest thing. Yeah. because good. And, that, and that there was a Justice League movie, even though it was terrible that they managed to do that and um, bring all these characters that we've known onto the big screen together. And that was, that was kind of cool. And I think that's the suicide squad had some impact, but especially Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Yeah. That was like a thing for a while. And it still continues to be a thing. The Harley Quinn thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's going to be back to playing her anymore. I don't think, I think she's getting too big for the Harley Quinn. But um, for a time, that was like a big cult. I remember like just Harley Quinn everywhere. Yeah. Harley Quinn costumes, yeah. everything. It was like Deadpool so, with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of those things that just broke out. Yeah. So um, it did have cultural impact. I think uh, Henry Cavill was a good Superman. Yeah. They just didn't give him anything cool to do other than, you know, Zack Snyder bullshit. Well. And um, it, they got shortchanged. I think a lot of these... People got short. I think Gal Gadot was actually not too bad as Wonder Woman. And uh, you know, I mean, that's all the, the only character she could probably play. <laughs> she tries other things. And it's not good. But uh, I think Jason Momoa was wrongly cast. I think that they could have cast a better Flash, obviously, a better Lex Luthor. And um, but some of them, some of the things hit like the suits look great. Uh, there was a serious tone to the films, yeah. which I liked. They just weren't good. They were just when you have like a giant floating garbage tornado in the sky and the uh, in Suicide Squad and these like kind of un just very, very unimaginative things that they're doing. Yeah. In Justice League, too, it was, the, you know, the Justice League was very unimaginative how they ended that thing. It's yeah. essentially. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah. I mean, do you think that James Gunn's going to do better? That I think. Hopefully. I think James Gunn will do better if DC lets him do his thing. Mm-hmm. I think I was thinking about it more, Imran, since we last spoke. Me too. I think DC had some good casting choices. They had some good ideas, but I think the the overall story for DC films was that they were 
they couldn't stick to one vision. Yeah. And they got too influenced by outside forces. And then because of that, things were always changing on the fly. Vision was changing on the fly. Series tone, everything was always changing, whether it be the you know Suicide Squad being meddled with, Justice League, um, and the shift in that to you know letting directors do what they want and letting the fans tell you that they should release a Justice League Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. Like, there's just too many outside forces in play, whether it be, you know, critics, fans, creators, internal internal power plays within DC that there's just never any stability there. Yeah, after we did that, I watched a bunch of, I like, I read a bunch of articles, watched a bunch of recaps of, like, the whole 10 years and all the shit that happened, and pretty much every movie had studio interference at some point. Every movie, there's like, we, I can point you to like a huge big story that broke. Uh, every movie had like controversy and scandal. It's wild amongst the changing leadership the whole time. Yeah. There was never one singular dude. It was very unstable. It was, yeah. I mean, the company yeah. was unstable. Was there Warner was changing, the Warner changing people. Yeah. But I think that, look, they made a risky move with pinning everything on on Zack Snyder right. to kind of carry it, the, the flagship in, and then they bailed on and him. And they tried to undo the fucking thing. Yeah. They bailed and, on him midway through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that maybe if they would have stuck through it, it wouldn't have been that bad. I mean, remember the CGI fucking upper lip for fuck's sake? When I got to that point, I was like, like oh my god, I forgot about this like, travesty. You didn't trade up for anything better. You traded up for actually worse. Yeah. I think that as bad as Zack Snyder, we we saw his vision in the four hour version. You know, yeah. it wasn't that bad. I like that movie. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't like as this this disaster everybody was saying it was. I saw another thread on Twitter. There was n- about I believe twenty five to thirty announced projects that never got made in the ten yeah. years. Third, almost thirty fucking things. That they were like, we're gonna make this, we're gonna make that, we're gonna make that. None, none of it even got close. I mean, well, they was- lost. They fucked up. They lost Goyer, which was there. He was a big dude that was behind uh, Zach too. Yeah, yeah. And then they brought in Jeff Johns and someone, and oh, they yeah, were rewriting yeah. stuff. And then that they fired work. them, and then brought <laughs> in Hamada. And yeah, it just that didn't work. There just wasn't. Um, I think Marvel, Fahey was like the one constant. They all Marvel still like when you read the book. They also still had to deal with internal problems. Yeah. But they just they they did a better job of navigating. That. Yeah. Also, Marvel was first, right? So they yeah. beat out DC. Yeah. DC was trying to play catch up, and then DC could not deal with the internal shit they had to deal with. And yeah, it just they should have let work them out. be. Yeah, just hey, Amron, you remember Tom Snyder? Oh yeah, late night talk show, <laughs> big bushy eyebrows. I was watching. I was watching this thing on Stanley. Yeah. And uh, Man, they're talking right. to Tom Slider with the with the guy who owns DC at the time, right? Okay. And they were just you could just see like the difference of what DC, the guys at DC wanted to do and the difference. Of, and I feel like that this almost played itself replayed itself again with Marvel Wow DC movie version yeah. universe yeah. Like uh, Stan Lee is like all about the characters yeah. and all about like whether people can like uh, identify with the characters and. The the guy who owned DC at the time, he was like, "Who cares? This is a fantasy. They want to see shit blow up, <laughs> you know." Like, and that's exactly yeah. what we got—just a mishmash of things. 
Yeah. Uh, but and as far as can James Gunn do any better? I think what the shit he made for that in that ten years is probably some of the best shit. The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, is like right. some of my favorite things. So already, uh, he's got a good start. I like that version. It's just it's gonna be what's really gonna be against James Gunn is one DC. You know the, the all the shit we got before. Like I don't know that the normal outside of us. I don't think the normal fan is gonna be like oh. It's James Gunn's universe. This means it's going to be better. Right. Like, they don't care. They don't know that that's the thing. Secondly, like, this is probably the worst time to start a superhero shared franchise. I mean, give it a year. You think it's still going to be bad mid 2025? Like, will we? I mean, be- I can't predict the future, but I would say if I were to start a shared universe, yeah. this would be the wrong time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you- I don't think a lot of fans right now are yeah. really into superhero shared universes. That, you're point. right about people are not going to care that it's James Gunn's thing. And so what they really need to do is make it a completely different, fresh tone right away. It's got to be. Yeah, in the you trailers. need to make these movies. These movies can't be the formulaic superhero story like they have to i think the next level to this is like actually challenging your audiences yeah i like think make that, them think make them come out of these movies and think about shit like nolan right. and then it should be a popcorn affair that's what chris nolan did with batman yeah i mean there's still you can certainly do it sure these comic book movies have been around since 2000 you want to talk about blade x-men yeah, and then right. the original spider-man yep, movies yep. and then the Batman movies, of course, they go out into the eight, but they were they were disjointed. They weren't this continuous thing. But and then Marvel itself, the Marvel Studios, has been around since like two thousand eight or something, right? Yep, right. Yep. So it's it's been a long time that we've been getting bombarded with this stuff. Like kids have grown up and they've grown out of these things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, remember when there was like westerns were popular for like twenty years? It's like yeah. kind of like a similar thing. Like people still like westerns, but like. Not at this level they used to like it. Yeah. Not even no, close. No, no. So I think yeah, after right. after this past year, the general audience has a, a, a worse taste in their mouth for for comic books. Oh yeah, for, super, for comic book stuff for sure. Right. All we got that was really great was Across the Spider Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Everything else, That's what people really like. Yeah. yeah, and Blue Beetle is actually good. It did make a lot of but money. No one, no, it's no one watched it. Nobody watched it. Here's the problem: by the time Superman comes out in July 2025 next year. This is what audiences are going to be able to watch. Of course, there's Deadpool. That's going to be huge. I still think it could make a billion dollars. It could save things. But muddying things up is the Sony Marvel Universe that is putting out four fucking movies next year. None of them are going to be good. I can tell you that right now. February, Madam Web, Craven the Hunter, Venom 3, and uh, what's the fourth one? There's another one. Shit, I can't Isn't, remember. Uh, Ma- wait, Madam Ma- Craven the Hunter, Madam Web. There's a fourth one? Venom. There's one more. I got to look it up. But I think that may wear people. The Spider-Verse, down. their continuation? No, that's got put. I think that got pushed back to 2025. Oh. Uh, but I think after going through that, it may be too late for people to be like, oh, let me get into a new fucking Superman here and refresh. Oh. I don't think there's a fourth one. Okay, I think it's just those three. Yeah. <laughs> that's still, it's a lot. Wrong again, Imran. I thought there was a fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, Imran. Do you think this is going to be a problem for uh, just the genre, the genre? I don't think it's. I dead. don't know. I think every, I think everybody likes a look. It's if it's a good movie. It does. And 
I don't think they should go into it trying to launch universe. I think they should just go into it, make a good movie and just have it in the back of your head. Okay. Like we're going to make this movie. And if you make other movies, they have to play to well together. That's all. It's not, there's nothing crazy about that. Like even Iron Man and the Hulk and Captain America, they weren't like locked into each other. They just had like those little scenes at the end that locked them together. And you can do that to test the test the waters or something. I don't know. I really don't. Or does it hurt Marvel? Because people are going to think the Sony movies are just I think Marvel. Marvel's got the, I think Marvel's got the biggest advantage because of the X-Men. Yeah. And, yeah. and how the X-Men could be played into today's thought process. Yeah. Of, like victimization and stuff like that. And being like an outsider or being like. That's a huge thing. Whatever. Yeah. And now like this generation's all into how victimized they could be. And so if they make the the x-men like actually the v-men like, uh, the victim the victim men <laughs> like they're they're going or no, they're not gonna be called x-men anymore they're, they're gonna be called the x people well it could li- uh, it could line up really good for them with and that so they're they could they could completely hit with the with the public on that but the fans won't like it but the public will love it uh and that that's their biggest thing and it could be a flop though because you know, i guess when uh Nerds start talking, they start souring the market, you know, with the with Captain Marvel and shit like that. But uh, I think that Marvel's got the biggest leg up because of the. I think the mutants play into it's different enough from superhero stuff that it's not quite superhero-y. It's not like Superman and like it's more it, of a drama, it's, more of a. Family it's more like drama. a sci-fi. Yeah. Oh yeah, social uh, yeah, thing. Play, yeah. yeah. I think we're, but, uh, we're years away. Like everybody loves a superhero, though, like a Superman to make you feel safe right. and all your beliefs, your beliefs and stuff, yeah. and your hopes of like this country and this world could be a good place if we just had someone, someone to guide us to not be shitty, someone to save us from ourselves. Yes, but uh, I don't know. We'll oh, see. It's a long. I mean, it's a big question mark. Like, can he pull it off? I don't know. I, I know he can make fucking raccoons curse. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> think we definitely gonna, do that. We're going to see some X-Men in this Deadpool movie, but I don't know. We're years away from the Superman from a full X-Men movie. So Sony's going to have to carry it for Sony <laughs> for the next year. Uh, okay, let's take a break there. Play some promos and we're going to come back, talk about. What if season two on Disney Plus right after this? After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television, and comic books? Do you like movies, television, and comic books about superheroes? Then you'll love Pod Capers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape.com. Featuring me, Scott James Merridue, we will be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues. Like, is Marvel better than DC? What's going on with the X-Men film franchise? And is Disney evil? Yes! Yes it is! It's pure evil! Don't support them! They're terrible! I'm getting ahead of myself. Because we will be joined each week by a rotating panel of guests who will attempt to rein me in. Don't you worry. It's not just going to be one guy ranting for hours and hours and hours. I've been told I'm not allowed to do that. By this guy, in fact. David Boloski, the editor and creator of A Place to Hang Your Cape. 
Hi guys, Scott's holding me in a room and making me listen to his rants. Please listen to the podcast. He says it's the only way he'll let me leave. Oh, David, (laughs) you will never be allowed to leave. You will listen to me for all eternity, as will all of you who listen to the podcast. So please check out Podcapers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. Would you like to hear the latest in Marvel television, film, video games, and comic books? Or are you looking for some ideas on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day? Well, join Mike and Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks every Saturday night on Sorcerer Radio and every Sunday on the Weeby Geeks Network for all things Marvel. There is a matter that requires your attention. Mighty Marvel Geeks. A symbol. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? and nerd. Listener, if you enjoy this show, this is a fantastic time to join our awesome Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! There's a link in the episode description, <laughs> and you can give back uh, on a monthly or annual basis. There's tiers. You get stuff. You get access to a podcast feed, exclusive podcast feed when the shows come out early, bonus content, hours of bonus material. To listen to, you can join us on our monthly Discord Hangout. Uh, this year, the first one of 2024 will be January 18, 2024, 8 p.m. Put it in your calendar. When's the date? January 18th? The 18th. I, I, I like that I find this out live on the show. Yeah, every week I got to remind you. It's next <laughs> week. Not this Thursday, oh. but the next Thursday. Oh. Yes. Maybe you'll be free. Maybe you won't. Well, that's fun. You sometimes sh- maybe good. Sometimes, sometimes maybe shit. That's what it's like. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Show up to find out what you're going to get. Uh, also, lots of other fun stuff all over there. Jockinder.com slash Patreon. Sign up. Give back. We love your support. Thank you for the continued support. Okay. Let's get to this week's review. We have all nine episodes of Marvel's animated anthology What If Season 2. What released over if. the December holiday break. Here's your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? spoiled. <laughs> we got uh, four. I don't know why, but I'm, they're, they're making me laugh. <laughs> your, your little dro- drops today? Everyone. I've heard them all the time. I know. Today they're making me laugh. I mean, it's not the first time you've done this. It's, just, it's good. I can make you giggle. I like that. <laughs> Um, we have an all star voice cast here, of course, returning as the watcher, Jeffrey Wright. And most of the top line stars, except for some of the big ones like Captain America, Iron Man, <laughs> Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, yeah, we have Mick Wingert as Tony Stark, Josh Keaton as Steve Rogers, Lake Bell as Natasha. Hey, you know, I'll tell you, though, if you didn't know the names, I would say they, they do a very they do admirable a job. job. Yeah replicating those voices yeah it really doesn't like take you out of the show at all uh when they're up against everyone else you know you're sam jack jackson's Haley atwell benedict cumberpatch everybody chris hemsworth sebastian stan they're all uh doing their parts here so here's what i think we should do we'll just go episode by episode nine episodes quick synopsis and then just did kate blanche up with hella i believe she did in season two Mm, yeah yeah that's cool yeah, I couldn't they, tell. It, I was wondering about that. I uh, also was thinking the same. Yes, Kate Blanchett as Hella. 
And Michael Douglas, too? Uh, yes, that was Michael Douglas, Idris oh, Elba. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, good. So you have like 80% of the cast, Not right? Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Not uh, too shabby. This is kind of works as like a part two from the first season. Some of these episodes, right? Some of these episodes yeah, it connecting. Is. It is it part is. two. Yeah. In fact, but, well, before we get into episode by episode, yeah. I guess I guess I could have saved this for episode by episode, but is the episode where Tony Stark meets the Grandmaster, is that from season one? That was one that was supposed to be in the first season, and uh, right. they never that's finished it. That's where the Gamora it. comes from. Yes, in that, yeah. from, from the first season. That's right. That makes sense now. Uh, but, you know, after watching it, all that fucking racing animation, I think they just ran out of time and they needed more time, and I think it was good because uh, it came out good. Okay, let's just start. Uh, the first episode we get, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Anthony, do you, what is the quick plot synopsis of this one? Uh, this one is basically Nebula's on the Nova Corps. Yeah. But the Nova Corps has been, or Xandar has shut itself off from the rest of the world because uh, they were about to be destroyed by the Kree. But because they were doing that, the planet's in shambles and a murder happens of... What's his name? Yandu. Yandu that yeah. sparks this mystery that Nebula has to investigate. It's like a PI Blade Runner type. Very story. Blade Runner. Yeah, it's very much Blade Runner. They're in a under a red bubble. They can't get out. Uh, you got Howard the Duck, Seth Green in there voicing Howard the Duck. A bunch of fucking crazy people. Uh, what'd you think about this first episode? How did this season two start for you, Anthony? This was not the direction I expected, but I, I enjoyed it right off the bat. I was like, oh, they're fully leaning into this. And right off the bat, I was like, oh, they're actually utilizing the what if concept as it should be. Let's like do things and put characters in situations and then have them reenact Blade Runner, but have Nebula be you know in the lead. Like I, I think right off the bat, I, I was with it right away. Uh, interesting. Rugs, what did you think of this first episode? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was solid. I like what they're doing from the get go as far as putting you in like that that cyberpunk feel. Uh the Nova Corps is not what it seems. You had fucking Yon Rog or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Yulog yeah. in there. <laughs> that was Jude Law, right? Jude yeah, Law, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh the Ronan the Accuser was about to get his ship in there and then they needed Yandu had the code. Like he had stashed a code somewhere and Nova was they kind of tricked Nova into like doing this uh detective work. Gamora. They, I mean. Is it Nova? No. What the fuck is her name? The main character of this Gamora. Gamora. No, not Gamora. No, she's not Gamora. Nebula. 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 Yes, Nebula. Nebula. I knew it was something with an N that had to do with like galaxies and shit. <laughs> anyway, the other so episode. Nebula. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I kept like, calling her Nova. Nova. She's in the Nova Corps yeah. and she's wearing the yes. Nova fucking yeah. suit. Nova Nebula. So I kept like, calling her, getting her confused with Nova. But Nebula, it, they trick her into like trying to solve Yandu's murder so they can get the code. Right, right. So, so they could let, they want to let Ronin in. But my, I like the two things that I really liked is that. Number one, that she uses Yandu's hologram to figure out how where the arrow is. And I like the fact that she closed the gate on Ronin and destroyed his ship. I think that was pretty badass. You know what? I'm going to say something that's going to surprise both of you. It's very interesting. Like it. I, I did not like this first episode. 
I don't know why. I, there was something about this, the writing. Is this you putting your foot in the ground and being like, you know what? I'm having a hot take. This one, no. Just this first one, I was like, I was kind of bored. I didn't really care. I was like, oh, okay. It was slow. I'll, I was I'll, like, all right, I'll, it was all right. I'll be on board, but so was Blade Runner. So That's true. It is very Blade Runner slow. Um, I just like the narrative where she's narrating it and talking to her. You know, I just I thought it was a whole different. If we're going to go, what if? Let's make it fucking different. Let's Let's do something where you go, oh, I did not expect to see that at all. No, putting her center as the main story was actually it's that's done well. But I don't know what I was expecting with the first one. I just didn't dig it as much as some of the other ones. So That's fair. All right, that's I mean, fine. what if I don't think a what if ep- every what if episode's make meant to make everyone like No, it. and I think everybody likes different ones. I was looking at a bunch of like lists of rankings and they're all over the place. They're all over the place. I'm like, what? Really? This one? One? This one you have last? What the fuck? Okay. Moving on, let's move on to episode two. It's titled, What If Peter Quill Attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? An alternate take uh, where Yandu, what, after kidnapping Peter, after his mother dies, actually delivers Peter to Ego. And Peter gets uh, has some father, father-son time. It gets a little evil. Comes back to Earth uh, and uh, starts wrecking shit. Uh, and you have this like '80s Avengers team of Peggy Carter as Captain Carter, uh, Bill Foster, Giant Man, T'Chaka, King T'Chaka of Wakanda, Bucky Barnes is there, Doctor Wendy Lawson, who was from the Marvels, and Hank Pym, and Hope as a uh, is Captain so- Carter. Is she in this as Captain Carter? I forget. No, she's she just, just Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. Right? Yeah. yeah, she's actually she's in. The- she's like old lady Carter. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah, weird because yeah. she's in a lot of these episodes, but uh, not the same version. Right? This is Peggy Carter mm-hmm. from uh, the main timeline. Uh, Rugs, we'll start with you. What did you think of this one? I actually liked this less than the Nebula episode. Whoa! Uh, yeah, uh, but it was good. It was, I didn't. I like that. There's like this makeshift Avengers that they make. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Douglas was actually in it, yep. and you see Hope Van Dyne, and she's little, and she gives him the the fucking the Walkman. Yeah, they and kind of turns him around, yeah, and fucking Winter Soldier is about to fucking snipe his head, and has to stop himself. It gets very emotional. I like this one. I like this one better than the first one. <laughs> it's kind of funny. well, I, I I did like it, but I I always thought it was I, I don't know for some for some reason some things work better than others. But this was fun too. Oh, Thor I, is there too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thor comes in. Yeah. I just think when his dad shows up and then all these fucking mud people, and I was just like, oh my God, they're really trying to make this into something. And it just, for some reason, and then you have Peggy like ordering all these giant, like an like, infinite number of tanks shooting on them. That's great. Mm-hmm. I was like, it, it just, it, it just, for some reason, took me out of it. Anthony, how'd this one hit you? I like this one too. I I like whenever they put, I like when they readjust when the Avengers assemble and then take the characters that were from that time period yeah. and, and make them a team. Yeah. So I had fun with the fact that they were like, oh, we're in the eighties now. What would the Avengers have looked like? This. Yes. Point? So that that's why I enjoyed it. I mean, this is one of the better ones. There's ones I hated, but this is one Ooh, of the better. I, I'm interested to hear the ones he hated. Wait, well, tell me when we get there. I know. <laughs> uh, we, but it, a, a nice what if, because it is something I thought, you know, after you watch Guardians, you're like, man, what if you go ahead, delivered him to fucking Ego and didn't raise him? That, this is actually a good what if. Yeah. Uh, okay. But then you still see that Quill's character comes through mm. where he would have realized 
my dad's a piece of shit. Yeah, he just gets to it sooner, like way sooner, right? Instead right. of when he's an adult. Well, he conquers a bunch of worlds with him. Yeah. It's just he yeah. realizes when he goes back to his home world that, wait a minute, yeah. what the fuck's happening here? Yeah, that's what I kind of like, too, that the, the young Peter Quill figures it out sooner than having to not know for years. That was kind of nice. Okay, brings us to episode three. This one, I think, came out right on Christmas Eve. It's What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas. Anthony, what happens in this one? I, when I was trying to remember these, I wrote these down as like different titles yeah. in my head. Yeah, what did you like call this one? The first one I wrote down, Detective Gamora. Detective this Gamora. next one, Peter Quill versus 80s Avengers. Yep. In episode three, I literally wrote down, Happy Hogan, Die Hard. Yes, it's an awesome Die Hard inspired holiday episode. It's basically the, what's going to call it? Uh, Justin Hammer has been in jail. Yeah. He looks to uh, attack Stark Tower and steal all the blood of hulk and a hulk bunch of blood. stuff yeah on christmas and happy hogan's in charge of security and is the one to have to play the role of uh john mcclain and save everything aided by darcy and some hulk blood uh i'd love dude there was a lot of great things about i love that justin hammer was in this like he's underused i thought that humor can i make a prediction good. yeah he comes back something. i'm going to predict Rugboy did not like this episode oh this is what he didn't like I mean, it had all like the diehard callbacks you had. It was just fun. I don't know. It was fun. No, I actually did like. You did. Oh, okay. hell. oh this is not the one. <laughs> I did. It, it's not my oh, favorite one, okay. but I did like it as well. What'd you like about? Oh, it? interesting. What'd you like about? Oh, I, I love the diehard. That it was diehard. I love Happy Hogan's good, and there were some funny moments in here. And uh, yeah, in general, I just thought it was it was well done, and it was snappy, yeah. and it was fun to watch. Kept you entertained. Yeah, and even bought like all the Avengers were busy doing things and they show up at the end. Like that was kind of funny. And Darcy's fucking line where she's like, oh, I'm like your Reginald Vell Johnson. And he's like, really? Yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson? That's what you got from Die Hard? Mm. <laughs> thing you got. The Hulkbuster was in this. Yeah, Hulkbuster armor. And uh, this purple Just hammer, where is it? This purple Hulk we see again in a later episode. I mean, I thought it was he it was kind of fun to see Happy Hogan as a purple Hulk. Uh, which I believe they have. There's hulks of all colors. So, sure. Yeah. I, I like. I did like the episode. I thought it was funny. It's a good one. It was all, fun. All the callbacks to Die Hard, obviously. Oh, and really uh, the AI being Werner Herzog. It was Ross Marquand doing the Werner Herzog AI voice. That's real funny. There's a lot of good jokes. Uh, okay, let's go to episode four. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? What is this one, Anthony? When does this take place? Uh, this one is what right after Tony um, sacrifices himself to make to save the Avengers in the first one, but falls through the wormhole and still gets back to Earth. In this yep. one, he doesn't fall through the wormhole yep. and gets lost in space and ends up on the on was it Battle World or what's uh, it called? Uh, it's, it's the car. It's a car, and he and he's a celebrity all across the universe. So yeah. the Grandmaster is definitely happy to have him there, but he doesn't want to use him as like a champion. He just wants to kind of entertain him. And Tony Stark has to figure out a way to get off the planet. Um, but also his hero tendencies come through and he wants to save the planet in conjunction with uh, what's her fame? Valkyrie. And then he also comes across Gamora. So this is the Gamora that randomly pops up in like that last second to last episode last season. Uh, and this is the episode that was supposed to be in the first season. A little Mad Max inspired racing a little bit, too. Yeah, that's what I thought of, too, is it went from play on thor ragnarok yep. to mad max yeah it's ragnarok death race or something yeah death yeah. race or mad max 
And I thought the racing scenes were fucking phenomenal. Really well animated. <laughs> you could follow everything. It was really exciting. Uh, uh, Goldblum as Grandmaster, hilarious. Topaz, his uh, assistant, also hilarious. That stick that just melts things is hilarious. Rugs, what do you think about this one? Is this the one you hated? No, the I can tell you the one I hated. No, not yet. No, don't no, tell no, us. Not until we get there. It. Yeah, it's it's only one I really dislike. Okay, and then there was other ones I wasn't like too enthused about. <laughs> this one was well. This one was okay. This one was okay too. I think I have I have one particular one that I liked a lot. Okay, and then and that ones I just kind of like. This one's okay. Josh Brolin uh, is Thanos in this as well. Yeah, uh, that's it. When was Thanos? I don't even remember that one. This was a fun. I one. Barely remember Thanos. Bar- being yeah, I don't one. remember Thanos being in the thing, but he's listed in the credits. It, the whole dynamic was fun with just Tony Stark, yeah. the guy playing Tony Stark, bouncing off of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, they were great, and the fact yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, whoever he was, and he's like, I'm gonna help out and uh, less race, motherfucker. It was good. Uh, the guy's name is Mick Mick Wingert. Uh, hmm. Mick Wingert. Mick Jagger, not Mick Jagger. Wingert. I do think that. Uh, of all the models, like the Tony Stark model looks nothing like Robert Downey Jr. I mean, it feels like Tony Stark, though, I guess. But it doesn't look like him. No. Yeah, I just feel like it's off. Mm. Yeah. go Keep going. Okay. Episode five is what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? This one, a continuation from one of the episodes last season. It was actually from the teaser at the end of the last episode. Oh. Now, what movie is this? Uh, this this is a little bit Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think this one is more. So I think the thread here is that we're f- following Captain Carter. Like the What If series is also about Captain Carter. Yeah, yeah. I think we're following that thread from um the first season. It's not necessarily a movie play, although there is Winter Soldier stuff. It's more. This is her story now. Well, yeah, this is her story. So in the last What If, the Hydra Stomper was a good guy, right? And well, the, the the last what if um, he disappears we, or something, right? He thought that Tony had, or Steve, who's in the Hydra Stomper suit in the forties, was is good. We thought it disappeared, and then we realized at the end of the last episode that on the Hydra ship or whatever, the Hydra Stomper is there, and Tony or Steve's in it still. It, the the ship is the Lemurian Star. It's I believe that's right. the same ship that was in Winter Soldier. Winter so yeah, Soldier, yeah, just like Bucky, you know, got uh, brainwashed by Hydra. Steve gets brainwashed. I guess by, it is Winter Soldier, but they throw in uh like the Red Room and the Widow program. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they kind of combine a little bit of the Black Widow mythology, and Steve is instead brainwashed by them to be evil, and he kind of fights it off, and he's in the Hydra. Uh, I I mean, you see Melina in this also from uh the Black Widow. So it's like yeah, it's Winter Soldier and Black Widow alternate reality. Um, I love th- dude this throughout the season this fucking Captain Carter she's she's pretty fucking badass. I do like this Captain Carter character and seeing her and Natasha kind of talk girl stuff before they jump out like it was good. It was, I thought it was uh it was good in there. You got Crossbones is in there. Fucking Frank Grillo, Brock Yeah, he's off Frank Brock, Brock Lumlow. <laughs> Frank Grillo is yeah, he did the voice too. Grillo's in I, I like this episode as well. I like the Captain Carter. I like the flipping of it, I like that they're still doing the Star Cross Lovers thing. So yeah. in different universes, they're still yeah. not able to connect. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fun play on on uh, you know the Winter Soldier, Black Widow, but also continuing with thread from the first season of a character that I actually enjoyed. Rugs, what do you think of this one? 
It was good. Okay. It's not, it's not the one. <laughs> all right. Man, we're all running right, out one. of episodes. Well, I watched out. all these uh, like when they came out. It's been like weeks. Yeah, I know. I watched so, these I a while ago. I had to rewatch. It's hard to remember a lot I, of them. I watched but, like, all of them this week. So okay. I remember fresh. like whenever you're talking about, I remember like Black Widow. I remember all the Black Widow Red Room stuff. Yeah. I remember all of that stuff. I remember that she was trying to snap uh, Cap out of his, or I call him Cap, but yeah. Steve Rogers yeah. out of being brainwashed yeah. and it was kind of like heart-wrenching in a way yeah yeah the but um is good. yeah uh and then so the red room gets destroyed and i think uh natasha dies in the uh, when at the end of this but then we see this one ends where peggy carter is portaled suddenly and she's in a renaissance place and she sees the 1602 fury and wanda and then it stops there right we're like what the, yep. what the fuck is that we don't find out for they a couple of episodes. Help. Yes. We don't find out because episode six is called What If Kahori Reshaped the World? Very interesting episode told entirely in Mohawk and Spanish. I don't think there's any English. No. Nope. It's all subtitles. Anthony, what happens? How do you describe the plot of this episode? I believe Kahori is a completely made up character. It's a brand so it's new character. character introduced in this What If? Yeah, so Why? in this one, Thor or um, Surtur ig- ignites Ragnarok while uh, Odin is in possession of the Tesseract, and it because he ignites Ragnarok, it destroys the Tesseract. Well, it doesn't destroy it, but it breaks it into small pieces, and it lands on Earth during the Native American times when the Spanish are invading uh, Native Amer- uh, North America. Yeah, and at this time, there's a village that is housing the Fountain of Youth. And the Fountain of Youth is really this lake imbued with the Tesseract powers that travel, takes you to another portal. And this Lady Kahori gets these powers and then decides to use the powers for good against the Spanish invaders. Yeah. What do you think of this one? Kind of crazy because um, it is a this one. This is a what if, but not really. But it's like a really forced what if. I think this one was my favorite one. You know what? I'm, I'm I might have to agree with you there. I really did like it, this. It one. was so. It wasn't even. I mean, yeah, it's not. Re- I mean, it's kind of a what if, but it was just like, oh wait a minute, I'm investing in characters yeah. I've never met, like seen or met before. Yeah. So I I really liked, it. and I like the play on like let's take history and the fountain of youth and like put something behind yeah. it that would have explained why people were looking for this. It was very moving. I just it, it had me. I was so in, invested in especially this. The, the the languages, like yes. going full out, right? Yeah, no English at all. I was like, oh, they are going, they are going headstrong. And then by the end, I was rooting for fucking Kahori. I was like, fucking get these Spanish conquistadors. <laughs> I love the end when she get, they portaled to Spain, and she's and she really she wants she wants to work together for peace. She doesn't even want to control them or take over she just wants them to stop but the queen at that time really thought they were divine rulers of the world right they thought nothing nothing should stop them from ruling uh and her standing up to the queen and finally speaking english and then at the end of that one dr strange strange supreme shows up uh i don't know where it ends there but fuck this kahori and her whole crew and the powers are uh, the, the powers are weird we see more later but i was fucking rooting for this brand new character and it works what do you think it's wild that they just introduced this new character in this animated anthology so the blue stone the tesseract what is that power stone uh uh i think it is it's the power no it's not the power stone I think it's purple the space power. stone 
the space, the space stone. stone. You can manipulate space and time. Okay, so I was like, well, how do you get those powers with, with space See, stone? That's why she can make portals and move shit. And run really oh, fast, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. The portals make sense. Yeah. Um, I like this episode. I thought it was good. I fell asleep watching it because of the <laughs> subtitles. It's not, it's not the fault of the episode, oh, but when you're re- when I'm reading that much subtitles, I just fall asleep. That just happens every time. So, uh, but I did enjoy it. I liked the ending. The ending was pretty satisfying. Her, her showing up in Spain and like talking shit to the queen, changing that histories. Awesome. That's maybe the you know Spain doesn't conquer all the places they do. Oh yeah, what and happens to the world? It's over in two seconds. Fuck yeah, it was it was wild. It was very it was deep. I don't know. This one got me. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I was like, that was a crazy sci-fi native fucking adventure, and I loved mm-hmm. it. It was very good. Okay. That, okay, okay, that takes us to episode seven. What if Hella found the Ten Rings? Another combination of like Ragnarok and Shang-Chi. Anthony, what happens in this one? Well, Hella's on her raging rampage with uh, Thor or Odin. Yeah. And she wants to conquer more worlds. Odin is like, you need to be humbled. You can't keep doing this. Yeah, check yourself. Um, and does what she did, he did to Thor and yes. says the to get these powers you have to learn what it's like to um, value life. He sends her to Earth. He happens to send her to um, ancient China, mm-hmm. where uh, Wen Wu has already taken the uh, the Ten Rings, yep. and they come across each other, and she learns from him and the other dimension i forget what that's called in the in the oh oh kung lao not kung lao uh, oh, jesus christ um, not kung lao it, i forget what's called yeah but <laughs> she learns uh what it's like to what the value of life through uh these characters yeah he destroys Mjolnir just like she does right in in ragnarok Who's he uh odin he catches it oh. and then it crumbles the same thing she did Thor, but he, he sends back her helmet. That's, this that's is what, what I didn't understand. He's like, I'm taking away your powers and I'm just going to toss you in this portal. And then he's like, oh, by the way, here's your helmet with all the powers. I don't know where any of these things are going. I was like, wait a minute. Why would you throw that also? No, it wasn't to that. Her? No, it was that she could get those the helmet as long as she learns the value of life. Oh, yeah, she, she, couldn't, she couldn't pick it up. She couldn't until, use it. Until, yeah. she, didn't she, you missed the scene where she couldn't pick it up. Oh, that's why she can pick it up. Okay, that makes sense. I just It's the same thing as Thor. Yeah. Oh, right. Except now it's the yeah, it's the the, the um 10 rings and and then the that portal dimension that teaches her the value of life. I I did like And then she ends up turning against her dad because yeah. her dad yeah. wants notices the 10 rings on earth and thinks that humans are unworthy of that kind of power. And he wants it, right? And I love her teaming up with Wen Wu against Odin. It was pretty badass. Yeah, I, I'll just start by saying this is another episode I really liked. Okay, this is Rugs. Where do you land on this one? I like this one. Okay. Good. Yeah. Wow, we're all, we it's what it's we're, a coin flip here. Which yeah, one we're Ruggs? at 7 out of 9 Wait, and we're, we're, I think we're at the the last two where yeah. either Rugs really liked it or really hated it, right? Yeah. Yeah. What uh what else do you remember about this episode of Rugs that you like? Well, I like that you start to see a a crack in in Hella a little bit. She starts to be become more human yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And uh all of a sudden she, you know, she's like she's kind of definitely playing along and trying to fool, uh, you know, Wen Wu. 
But like, it still was nice to see that character get softer and the potential of her to maybe be like not so bad and not so crazy. So I like that. I like like that she was humanized a little bit, and she talked a lot of shit too, which I which I also like. She but she does it in a dignified way, which is fun. Her humanizing also changes Wen Wu's path in life, and he doesn't become the conqueror that he was in Shang Chi because she he falls in love with her. Oh yeah, she changed for the better. Talo. Hello, there we go. Is the realm with those fuck? Oh, and it's those fucking things that have asses on both ends. Those are always hilarious. And she was like, "Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was an awesome episode." <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know which. I know I was talking to your butt. I don't know where your face is. And that's a good what if too, because you take yeah. you know you take a premise, yeah. you combine a couple of movies, but then you use that premise to then change the character in a way that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. You enrich both of the characters, and I love. I wish we got more of Hella because she was great live action. And mm-hmm. Wen Wu is also great in live action, and then they just have to I'm going to make a prediction right now. The next one, Rugs did not like the next one. Episode eight <laughs> is titled "What If the Avengers Assembled in 1602." <laughs> this is based on a limited series comics run by Marvel, written by Neil Gaiman. Captain Carter, of two two episodes ago, arrives in a Renaissance themed universe and needs to help him out. Anthony, what happens in this one? Captain Carter arrives in the Renaissance theme universe, which is uh, falling apart, it seems. There's an incursion or something happening. Yeah, there are incursions. Something is happening, and they call on her, but she can't help. Uh, Hela in this storyline is the queen, and she gets taken away, and Thor blames it on her, and we have all the Avengers in their forms is 1602-type people. So, for example, Tony's still a mad scientist, but... He's just considered a crazy person, and and Bucky and, and Ant Man and and Steve are thieves, but they're like noble thieves. They're stealing from the rich, so it's like a play on all that stuff. And and yeah, we get to see Captain Carter try to save the sixteen oh two universe. For some reason, Happy Hogan it gives all of them a run for their money. I don't know why he was weird. He's a weird character for Happy Hogan, Harold Happy Hogan. Uh, Rugs, is this uh, Medieval Times episode the one? Yeah, this one. I <laughs> oh, he did it! <laughs> oh, tell us, tell us why. I just didn't think it worked at all. Yeah. I don't think it worked at all. I don't think, okay, you displace one person, but then you displace everybody, and they're all acting. Like, it's one thing if they're like, they're like these characters, but and they grew up in this realm, mm-hmm. and they seem like they do belong in it, but they don't. They're like, their their whole characters clash with this time. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. It's kind of so yeah. for me. I didn't think it worked at all. I think if they would have written it better, it would have worked way better. They just were just going for cheap stuff, like like uh, Captain America's uh, Robin Hood. It's like watching Shrek. It's it makes more sense. It was a little bit yeah. Shrek like. Yeah, I, I felt it was like a it was a like a Mel Brooks Robin it, Hood movie. Like, why would you want to be Shrek? Why would you want to make Shrek? Yeah, with the fu- with, with Marvel. I characters? mean, I thought it was funny. Prince Logie just was kept talking about Iago and Shakespeare, and uh, nobody cared. And the fact that Steve was the one that was the displaced dude from fighting Thanos and hitting his time stone and getting oh, yeah, stuck Francis, there. Yeah. But if it's like if in this universe these people grew up. In in this time, yeah. Why would they? St- I don't know. What did you? What do you think? No, it didn't I, work. Sorry. I, I didn't mind it, but I was confused throughout the episode because I was like, "You brought Captain Carter to sixteen oh two, yeah." But then it like everyone 
else is like in that time period well i know that they like live there but i, I was just confused i was like and then i was going like what are their powers? Do yeah. they have powers? How do they have powers? Is Thor Thor or is he just a regular guy? I, I just yeah. couldn't figure out. I think the writing, it wasn't thoroughly thought through. I agree with Ruggs. And I also think the only way I could play the make the mental gymnastics work was that 1602, that universe yeah. is actually like it's always like that. Right, right. It's just a perpetual. It's just a perpetual 1602, 1602 Shakespeare. Yeah, the, the writing wasn't fully thought through. Maybe it should have been sure. more steampunk or something. No, it just didn't work. I don't know. I just I just think that they should have. They should have not gone on the low hanging fruit at that point. They like they just went and hit like it was like watching a fairy tale thing. And it was it was just. It was a reach. It was a straight. It, it, it wouldn't make sense that if they were in the 1602 Americas, like Nick Fury wouldn't be there. Yeah. Right? Like you wouldn't have a black guy no. with a high patch. No. <laughs> He'd stick out like a sore thumb. I really want to read right. the comic series because Neil Gaiman's a fucking great writer, and I want to know what Yeah, but even was. great writers could suck. I wonder um, if, the shit, if that is also just as jarring. Like Frank Miller's uh, yeah, Dark Knight Reigns Again. Oh, my God. The new know. Dark Knight sequels, not good. <laughs> They're not good. Um. Yeah, I I don't like. And the thing is, another thing that I I don't understand, and like, I don't think I think that they were pushing Peggy Carter too much. Almost mm, a lot of Captain because, Carter because like you wouldn't get Captain America to solve these problems. Like right. if Cap- Captain America is not going to go through time and solve problems, that's not what he does. That's I mean, point. maybe he's done it. Like some nerd's gonna be like, he did it in issue fifteen. But, I, I, you know, but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, but that's not what you think of. Like, he's not uh, in like the fact a, yeah, that you have all that these, guy. you have these other far more powerful people. Why is Peggy Carter being thrust into these situations? Well, I feel like this feel Peggy weird. Carter has just has had experience with the multiverse in this whole series. In the first season, second season, like she's almost it doesn't even shock her anymore when she portals somewhere. I don't know. She's just yeah, that, a time traveler yeah, at this point. Yeah, that's the only way you can make that. But I, I also agreed. I was like, wait a minute. Captain Carter is the one that you would choose to help <laughs> figure out why incursions are happening. Like She's yeah. just not that character. Yeah. It's also when she becomes aware of the Watcher and starts talking to talking him. To him yeah. Which is yeah, why does she do that? Her and Strange Supreme can both see him, which is kind of interesting. I don't know what it means. So at the end of this one, she kind of uh, gives up. What the plan gets fucked up. She doesn't get to go home and she just ends up staying in 1602. And then Strange Supreme shows up at the bar. Well, she does save the universe. She does stop the incursion, sacrifices her return home, kind of sends Steve, that's Steve Rogers, back to his universe. Right. And just is stuck there until Supreme shows up, which leads us into the finale, episode nine. What if Strange Supreme intervened, picks up right where the last one left off in the bar? He's talking to Peggy. He gives her some booze. Uh, what happens in the season finale, Anthony? Yeah, Strange is called Captain Carter to help capture a powerful force for him. She agrees because she's noble and wants to save the universe, and he says he'll send her home after. Yeah. Well, he sends her to pick up, uh, capture this woman. The woman is Kahori, yeah. who was taken by Strange earlier, and we learn that Strange is collecting world universe or all universe powerful universal entities and locking them up to sacrifice to the forge so he can remake his own universe and bring back christine palmer from season one it's not over christine 
you know, and at the end he calls out Peggy saying, I thought you of all people would understand. She kind of has the same setup with lost people, with yep. Steve, but she's a different person. Uh, this episode has everybody in it from the whole season, last season, new characters. Once everybody breaks out, and I do like that line where she's like, oh, universe, sorry, universe killer riot was probably not the best idea. Prison riot. Uh, it's mostly action as Kahori and Peggy try to destroy the forge and stop strange Supreme. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I did love about this. Like right when he sends her to fight Kahori, like instead of them fighting each other for no reason, that would usually happen. Like instead of talking Kahori right Mm -hmm. away is like, Oh, he told you I was the bad guy. Didn't he? She's like, hold up. Let me just tell you what's happening. And right away. She's on her side. I thought that was very, very smart. Um, oh, they had a conversation. Yes, they actually had stopped and explained their motivations. We're on the same side here. We need to stop him. Uh, Rugs, what did you think of this one? This was all right. I like this one. It was uh, at least it was like a there was a big to do, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Doctor Strange is always a badass in these. Like, uh, what is he? Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme. Yep. He's like the evil one with the evil lurking inside. No, remember, of him. he sucked in all those multidimensional monsters. Yeah. All so he starts coming apart at the yeah. end and he starts seeing like all of his dark forms. It's pretty cool. What do you think of this, Anthony, and all the crazy characters we saw? I liked it. Um, I almost thought they could have we could have seen even more like of the crazy villains and yeah, stuff that yeah. came out. Yeah. Um, but I did like it. I liked Killmonger being released and then well, he had the infinity Peggy stones getting here. and she had yeah, Peggy get a hold of the yeah. infinity stone suit and it was just fun. It was just a fun episode with two seasons now, plus all the Marvel stuff we've seen in the past. Like they were just building upon that to create a fun episode where you see a bunch of different characters fighting with each other, but then also the through line of like, we're going to make this revolve around Captain Carter. We're going to make it revolve around Strange Supreme because those are two of the characters we really like in the first season. Yeah. Obviously, the Watcher's there. And then we have this new character called Kahori who we're banking on people like, and she's also going to be a part of this like main plot line yeah this one ends kind of crazy as uh the forge does they destroy the forge and strange as he's dying he becomes his beast form but then the actual strange comes out and kind of sacrifices himself to kill himself the watcher tells peggy that that christine's universe is back christine is back but supreme strange is not back Right. The universe did get restored without him. And then he's going to take. He never gets to meet her. He never gets to meet her. It's kind of tragic. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to take you home. And she's like, can we go the scenic route? And then they end up in front of the fucking tree of life where Loki's in the middle at the end of Loki. Yeah. The y- 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 how do you say that fucking? Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Is, that, is this the same one that's in Loki or this is this version's tree of life? What does this mean? I guess there is going to be a season three. I guess that would, that would mean, though, <coughs> just to answer that. I think there's only one tree of life right. because all the branch timelines come off of that. So sure, that I think would, that would be the same one. That would be the same one. It would be the center of everything. I thought you just was like an ointment that you put on your <laughs> Yeah, you, gotta, you put it on your cold source there. <laughs> gold bond. It's like gold bond. Uh, gold gold bond is like the the stuff that like is you can get in store. Yggdrasil is like the stuff you gotta get prescribed. Yggdrasil <laughs> now over the counter. Ask your Yggdrasil is like you you go to the you get it you like go to the pharmacy and you get it. Um, 
you go and you just like don't say anything as you give it to the <laughs> pharmacist and you're just like, I'm you having hope that a they green discharge. Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> we need one year to like, you, you and I both know what this is for. Yes. Just fill the fucking prescription and don't say anything. You can't out loud, look please. him in the eyes. You gotta avoid and, and please contact. at the end of this, like don't give me directions on how to use it. I'll just read it off the bag. Please just don't say anything. <laughs> no, I don't have any questions, pharmacist. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any questions. Yes, give me the fucking thing. Get out of here. Any questions? No. <laughs> Forget this happened. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Don't forget to apply. Get the fuck. Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. I. I mean, I. It was a. It was a good season finale. I think I liked the first season finale a little bit better because it was. I agree with you. I like the first one. They better. had a team the, the season finale. Together, but but I love seeing Strange Supreme. My takeaway, like you said, uh, right now, Strange Supreme is one of my favorite characters. Peggy Carter, I really enjoy. I love Kahori. Will we see oh, her? Kahori. She's great. They're going to make something with Kahori for sure. I mean, you got Echo with Choctaw people bringing Kahori. Like, she could fit. I don't know. You got to bring her into live action. Uh, here's the big question Rugs, would you want to see Peggy Carter Kahori live action? Have they deserved, have they earned their spot in the live action? We've of- seen Peggy Carter live action. Well, but this is, that was a different one. She's dead. That was one, no. one universe's version. And well, she- we've seen plenty of Peggy Carter, but yeah. I like, I like uh, pe- the character. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. She'd be cool to see. I don't know. I like Peggy Carter more when she's not Captain Carter. Okay, really? Okay, okay. fair. Okay. What did you I think of like, Kahori? I feel like she's cooler that way. Kahori's cool. Yeah, for a brand new character. I don't really know much about her other than that we one saw, story. Right? Yeah, she's so, got her I mean, whole origin. Well, and the reason I ask is that you know a lot of the pushback against Marvel is, oh, you're putting characters into legacy roles looks like this one at least it's not a comic book character but they yeah. did a little bit of work to maybe create something out of nothing yeah they yeah. just made a new character yeah. and checks a box I, for them but also is like an absolutely new character yeah 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 that was ambitious and and just she does portals yeah does which portals, is that's yeah. gonna come in handy and she runs really fast and she can shoot blue shit from her hand like she seemed pretty powerful like both of them were given supreme a run for his money and he's very powerful Right, but like, so they get their powers from the Tesseract. They don't which age. Is the blue I think stone. they're also they don't age now, and they live, they don't age. They but like, forever. is there like the the thing that kind of made me weird on the whole Kahori thing is that didn't like a bunch of people get the same powers as her? Yeah, her whole tribe. Well, the people that they, they all got it, but I think she, yeah, they did. I think, but she's like the most powerful. It seemed like. But you're right. They think they all can do it. I was like, it okay, seemed like well, she was the only special one now. There's like a whole army of people that but have the same she, So I love well, that. Wait, she, she, uh, well, there was a line where there, where yeah. they were like, the portal wants to help you. Yes. Yes. Like where I think she can control portals where everyone else they can just couldn't. run fast and live forever. Yeah, and I love that whole, the whole concept of like, they fell in and they're like, well, we're just stuck here. We can't bring that boy. We can't get back up there. I'm like, you guys never tried. And then she's trying with the branches. And, and then it, the portal just comes down. It was. Her. I think she pulled it down. She like right. figured out I can pull this down so we can all get out. I was like, that's dope. And then she has, by the time we see her at the end, she's got really good control of these powers. Uh, and yeah, I fell asleep during this episode. Dude, there was, so it's but very there was, hard. I mean, I thought the things. action and the fighting was great. The whole thing with the stones and using the time stone back and forth and the butterflies and the multiple. It was just really, it was well choreographed fight shit. So what was your favorite episode out of all? I'm going to say it's got to be that Kahori episode as, uh, as the one that left me. I the, like the Kahori. The Kahori or the Hello Finding the Ten Rings were my two favorites. 
I think what would be my second? Oh, I don't know. I really liked the Grandmaster and the Die Hard one. Um, but the Kahori one was different. It was special. It was ambitious. What about you, Rugs? What would be your favorite? I don't know. <laughs> it's been two weeks know. since he saw it. I don't know. I mean, I like the Kahori one, but I fell asleep during it. I uh, remember the Hella episode more vividly and the Nebula episode more vi- vividly and the Peter Quill episode more vividly than everything else. And then the... So I think that the three, those three, the Nebula, Peter Quill, and the Hella ones are the ones on top that I remember the most. So if I remember them, that means they're they're memorable, but I was able to retain it. Uh, the Happy Hogan one was actually kind of funny, and the Purple Hulk is, is memorable. And everything else is just kind of like, okay, and then I just hate the one in 16. See, my least favorite is the fucking first one, is the Nebula one. Like, I think that, mm. I'll put that at the bottom. What's at the bottom of your list, Anthony? See, everybody's list is different. This is what's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, mine, I don't, I think I don't really, I, the Iron Man one is fun, but that's the one I, like, least remember, so I'm going to have to go with that. It's just so crazy. Like I said, all these lists are all different, and everybody comes away. So that's great that they could do that. I will give them credit for kind of having fun, and the animation does, it looked good. Voice acting was good. There will be a season three. There is a clip. Did you guys check out the clip? The season three sneak peek. Oh, no. There was a clip? Yes. It is an episode. It's a clip featuring uh, the Red Guardian and uh, Winter Soldier in a hmm. car kind of evading the police. Uh, they kind of ha- they have some good chemistry together. I think that's a good pair. Um, but there's definitely going to be a season three. And I don't know if there's going to be more, but there will be a season three. So. Watch the clip later. It's fun. It's uh, David Harbour. Okay. And uh, I have a Stan. great what if. Yeah. What would you oh. do? What's your what if? What if Peter Parker had an Uncle Ben that died? Oh, that would be great. Show us that. <laughs> they haven't done that yet in the MCU. They just didn't even mention the fucking guy. I don't even think he there is an Uncle Ben. They yeah. did it with the Aunt May. It's a fucking yeah, crazy. <laughs> what if they followed the comics? No, I don't know. Uh, Imagine that was the only representation was in a what if episode. And we're getting to see Uncle Ben and Madam Web. Don't forget a young oh, Ben yeah. Parker. It's going to be very strange. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Did we decide not to rate this? It stinks. Oh. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me suck that suck fart that right fart back, back in my slack. Uh, I forgot. We can rate it. What? How it compares to season one, you fuck. I forgot about all that. Let's do that now. Amron <laughs> <laughs> wants to go to bed. Rugs. I mean, Anthony, <laughs> give me a number. And did you like it better or worse than season one? We're still talking about it. I liked it. it better than season one. Oh, you did? Huh. I did. Mm. I, I thought this mm. season was more fun. I thought the... I thought the allegories to real mo- or the copying of real movies and stuff was fun. I thought they had more fun with the concept. Um, I would rate it a seven point five out of ten. I don't remember what I rated season one, um, but I liked I like this. I I don't think it ended as fun as the first one with the Guardians of the Universe, but I had more fun with the individual episodes. Okay, interesting. Rugs, what about you? I found myself uh, whelmed, and that's about it. And so I'm going to give it a 6.5. 
Okay, I I liked it, but this- I think that I think that that Doctor Strange episode from last one is better than all of these episodes. So that one is That's the standout of the first season. The Kahori one is the standout for me this season. It's about even for me. I kind of like both seasons the same, and I would probably give it a seven and a half as well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, that Doctor Strange episode still, but then the payoff of that in this episode is in this season is kind of interesting. Where he just couldn't let it go, of course, and now we don't know where he is. So, yeah, but yeah I liked it about the same as the first season. It's fun. There you to, go. It's a fun time. Uh, is, it, is it hard because it doesn't mean does it mean anything unless they bring somebody in live action? I guess it just really works one way, you know, from live action to this playing with it. Does that uh, diminish the enjoyment because it's a what if? Or anybody? Oh, does it like because it doesn't mean anything? Yeah, does it mean anything? I wanted to kind. I of, don't think it's supposed to really no, mean anything. I guess not. It's a it's a what if. Yeah, I think a what if could be great if it gives you something uh, about the character that you never thought of, and you're like, whoa, that would make a whole that make a great story, yeah. and maybe that that could be the impetus for either a new character or for an arc that comes down the line. Something. So they kind of did that in, in both seasons. That's what they're doing. So. Yeah, I think it's a good take on it. Okay. Okay, well, we're doing news from the nation. That's right. I'm not going to replay all the shit. (laughs) Fart again. (laughs) It stinks. We get it. It stinks. Uh, It stinks. It stinks. I wanted to bring up this one (laughs) link. Zika posted. This has been all over the internet. Maybe you've seen it by now. Maybe you haven't. After 34 years, someone, a 13-year-old kid, officially beats the video game Tetris on the NES uh, this there's a video of this kid getting to the end of this game. I didn't know this game had an end, to tell you the truth. But it essentially it ends with the score, uh, just uh, rounding up at nine 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 nine, and the game glitches out and it just freezes, and that's the end of the game. And this 13 year old kid clearly does not go outside a lot because I don't know how many hours. It'd be great if at the end you you just launch a nuclear missile <laughs> by accident. You don't know that's actually Russia. <laughs> that's how it ends. Russia has programmed this the whole time for the past 40 years. For if someone ends like it, if the Americans learn how to use this Tetris, <laughs> it will be the end. Well, I hope they get to the end. <laughs> um, well, I, Anthony Ruggs, what do you guys think about this kid and, and getting to the end of Tetris? It's a fun game. I think he finally he can finally uh, master. Is, the, is this an accomplishment? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, someone beat something that no one ever beat before, and his meat has never been beat it before. Is he's been so busy that it took this long. Uh, yeah, it's really weird that it's took taking this long for somebody to beat something. I don't think anybody like tried, like, though, for a while. I didn't even know you could beat Tetris. I know. I didn't think this game had an end because it gets so fucking fast. The higher up you go, he maxed out at, like, level 157 or something. Yeah. Did you watch a Tetris movie? Yes. It's very good on Apple TV+. Plus. It's the story. They never said that somebody could beat it? No. no they, they didn't really. I don't think they ever mentioned that, but it is. This, we made this game. It's yeah. unbeatable. It will launch a nuclear missile from Moscow if you get to the end. <laughs> Uh, funnily <laughs> enough, I found this other article it, headline. Uh, it took 34 years to someone to beat Tetris. Now, two more people have done it days apart from each other. So these I don't know. It's a whole thing about beating Tetris. But two more kids. I think that it, once somebody does it, everybody can do They're it. They're like, oh, you could fucking get this far. It's like just like, yeah. Someone never broke the sound barrier and also everybody's doing it. 
Everybody breaking sound barrier. Uh, good for that kid. I hope he, he go, <laughs> I don't know what that means. He goes out. Uh, I say the dumbest. Get shit. some sunshine. Uh, you, why is this a story we're talking wow. about? I don't know. David yeah, Zika oh, put this it is in the there. Ran, one of the more random things we've put in here. David Zika yeah. posted it, and I was like, I didn't know Tetris had an end. So yeah, it does. Okay. Anyways, let's finish up with what are we watching, you guys? Caught up on Monarch. I did not watch the latest episode. So uh, nine episodes. Which episode is that? Episode nine. The the finale is this week. So next week we'll review Monarch season one. Rugs, are you caught up? Yes. I tell you what. Do you do you want to do Monarch and then push Echo the week after, or do you want to do both in the same? I figure show? we just do both in the same show. All right. Get it done with. Okay. We can well, do both. We're gonna do both. That comes out right. too. Because at the this show episode eight and nine got a lot better. All the shit. Wait, which one? Are, which one is the one that just came out? So nine just came out. So okay. what you saw? Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We won't talk about nine, but at the end of eight, you saw Lee Shaw and all of them, kind of the storylines, kind of coming together. Finally, everybody confronting each other. They're in Kazakhstan, the same place where Keiko Borat is from. Yeah, Borat is from a uh, fine country. Uh, and Kate, the same, but the same nuclear plant they were investigating in the fifth in fifty nine, where Keiko gets taken by the bugs, and the kids are there, and Lee Shaw's there, and the, he's blowing up all. There's a portal to Middle Earth. He's blowing them all up, and the fucking explosions go off, and they all kind of looks like they fall in. They get sucked in. Oh, that's right. Okay, what'd you think? I, I watch nine. Yeah, what'd you think of that? What'd you think of eight? Did, uh, did you do you think it's getting better? No, I don't. I don't. No. I mean, I think it's it, it's somewhat, but um, I feel like overall, and I'll have to watch nine, ten. But overall, the show started off hot, and my friend said this, Chris Atello, and I agree. The writing got like kind of shitty. It's really drawn out, and there's like CW level acting. Yeah. So no, I don't know that there's much that you can do to save this. But let's see what nine and ten happens. I I did not think. You think uh, eight was getting better? I thought it was getting better. Is nine the last one or is yeah, 10 nine is the last one? And there's some wild fucking reveals and shit uh, okay. in nine. So get ready for that. And then I mean, eight was OK. It wasn't at least okay. things were happening. Yeah. But uh, rugs, yeah. did you appreciate at least the like the storylines? They're kind of coming together. Uh, toward an eight kind of, but I don't get okay. it. OK, it's kind of still kind of confusing. It was cool to see a couple of these things that happened, yeah. but I still don't get some of it because it doesn't line up okay but okay. but you know what it's 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 something yeah. <laughs> it is something it's a show one more episode left we will have like it 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 gives you another look the whole pur- purpose of this show if i was making it would be to make the other movies better yeah is it really doing that not really but with this it adds a little something at least it's not really like changing the whole way you look at the other movies and what they did, you know, what in terms of Hollow Earth and this and that. But um, are they setting up things for Kong, Godzilla Kong? Possibly the sequel. Right. There is like you learn a little bit about the background of Monarch and how they got their funding and yeah. and all this stuff. But um, I really, I get confused sometimes about. All right, you got this guy. They discover that there's monsters, but then all of a sudden everybody's like, eh, there's no monsters. We're not going to give you any money. 
Where are these monsters you're looking They're for? Right here. Over here now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, there's uh they're getting to things. They're always taking a step forward and then like going back backtracking again yeah. and then they're drawing things out. Uh we're focusing on characters that we don't the only person that you need in the show is is Lee. Yeah. Both both yeah. time and, periods. And and or, or any of the people from the fifty fifties time. Yeah. You don't need any of these other people uh no, in don't. this show, really, yeah. no, yeah, because and, and, we already know implausible. what happens. Yeah, just, it's like and, and plus, like they have to do so many gymnast writing gymnastics to make like us to make it possible for these three people to be involved in yeah. the story. Like, there's no way <laughs> these three fucks who've like done no monarch <laughs> research are now like yeah. traveling the world and the, being like the yeah. best assets monarch has. Yeah, that's crazy. They're experts. They get in the way, they, if anything. They just wrote it that yeah, way. They're right, like, yeah. I guess you're the best. Yeah. Right. In reality, but, they'd be like locked in a jail somewhere and never to come out. Right. Like the whole like, oh, the, when they had to bribe monarch and they're like, we we solved this and we found <laughs> Lee in like a week and Thanks you guys have been us. looking for years and it's like, well, you found Lee in a week because they wrote it that way. <laughs> Like it well, wouldn't, this is impossible. That, yeah, the fact that like, yeah, we there's some stuff that doesn't really shake out. Like that does that doesn't seem probable. No, in in this last episode, but I do like that they're adding something to the lore that we can kind of. I don't know if we're ever going to hear about it again, right. or if it's going to be only present in this thing. They start to explain things in nine a little bit, so we'll see if they can explain some more things. In the oh, I'm, I'm down to watch nine and see how it is. Yeah. The monsterverse needs all the help it can get, and I think that they have an opportunity with a show to do that. And they kind of fumbled the ball here. Um, so hopefully, this last episode, I can't really put that much faith in one episode. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. if they at least maybe bolster what they're talking about here, and they kind of give a little bit, they never do it. They never explain things properly. Yeah. They like TV shows are so bad and. Doing telling the story, and I mean, they're so bad at after it. watching nine. I'm not exactly sure where this is going and how it's a, what they want to end it. Uh, ish. Man, I would just love people to tell stories again where you could understand what the fuck's going on and like just the story being engrossing enough that you don't need to do all this like hide hide the asshole thing. Yeah. Like you can't see my asshole; it's <laughs> not there. Don't look at it. Like like you know like the, 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 just. Like, why are they keeping it? Like, because they don't have a real story. Yeah. yeah right. So they got to play, like, hide the fucking thing. And then there's a lot of padding in this whole season. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, 100%. Anthony, you watch anything else? Um, I've been watching. Not that I've, I've already plugged this before, but Big Action Bill. Yeah. He did those recaps of Godzilla, but he read back and redid, like, all the Showa ones. Yeah. Where he goes into the history, so I've been watching all of those. I'm up to Godzilla versus Hidora. Oh, he redid so them, huh? Yeah, he he redid because originally he did them as 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 if they were ten minute reviews, and then towards the end he started going into the history and all oh. the behind the scenes stuff. So oh. then he went back and redid them. So oh. watching those. Okay, Rugs, what are you watching? Side sports. I w- I watched Reacher season two. Yeah, we got well. There's like six or we're seven all- episodes out. We're almost to the end, right? Yeah, Are we I think at- so. It's still fun. It's kind of dumb, also at times, but still fun. It is. It, it's your dad's show. Yeah, it's like a show that your dad would watch. It's almost like a network. He's like sits television. in his chair yeah. with his yeah. feet up, and he's just like, "Yeah, Reacher, get him." 
Yeah, and there was a character <laughs> death in this last episode that I was actually like, "Oh no, not him!" Oh. Yeah, but uh, some of it, it's some of it, some of it is very silly and dumb, but it's just fun to watch. I mean, I don't know. I like the team, but I feel like he's getting shortchanged a little bit. I want, I need more. Just reach your punching. Meekly mumbles all the time, and yeah. I can't stand it. Need less guns with the Reacher and more punching with the Reacher. That's what we came to see. <laughs> but the mystery's still good. Okay, what else did you watch? Uh, did I watch anything? Chappelle, else? the new Chappelle special. Did I you watched watch new Chappelle yeah, special. Uh, the Dreamer. And then I watched. Okay, this is what you got to do. Yeah. You got to watch the Dreamer, but first you got to watch uh, Marlon Wayans's special on HBO Max oh, yeah. called "God Loves Me." Oh yeah. Okay. Because both of these specials kind of dip into. I mean, actually, Marlon Wayans is the whole entire special, but like. Dave Chappelle dips into the whole slap thing with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a good bit. A they're good bit. both great bookends because Marlon Wayans just talks about because he used to be friends with Jada Jada Smith. Oh shit! And like used to like hang out with her, and he describes the whole relationships that he has with her and Will Smith and all that other stuff. And um, he's brutal. It's hmm. pretty. I, I couldn't expect this from Marlon wow. Wayans. He went he went in crazy. Wow. And uh. That was actually very good. And then I watched Chappelle's and Chappelle's just like cleans up the whole rest of it. It's after. Yeah. No. And his that bit about him meeting Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman was pretty funny, too. No, it's amazing. No, I thought it was pretty good. It's not. I mean, he has better ones, but it was strong. uh, No, it was. It was fun. It was fun. Not as not his best work. Not as most memorable. Yes. It's not his best special, but it's Chappelle. But now he's just he's just cranking him out. Yeah. And at this point, you just watch anything he may like. I feel like he could just say whatever he wants and everyone's going to watch it because it's fucking Dave Chappelle. He's great. He's at that point live. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I would recommend watch the dreamers. It was not nominated for a Golden Globe. Ricky Gervais's special one. The Golden Globe for best stand up first time they had that category. So you want to know what else I watched? Else? I watched an old movie. Oh, a classic. V for Vendetta. Oh, fucking good movie. That's, yeah. Nothing like the novel. I mean, not like the last the last half of it is nothing like the uh, graphic novel, but fucking on its own. It's still a good movie. Did you ever watch I, that? You know what? I, I still haven't seen that. I've and never I, seen and it. And I keep meaning to watch it. And I have the book, too. I, I wanted uh, to read the book. The book is good. And then watch really, it. really good. But this is like a nice little bite-sized version of... Well, they... I think that they're both very English properties because, you know, Alan Moore yeah, is English yeah, and shit. Yeah. So they're very from the viewpoint of being English, right. but like uh, they tried to Americanize it, oh, I guess, a little uh, bit. Like even though they're talking about England, they're they're using like American, like stuff that Americans can recognize, like right wing politics okay. and reli- oh, religious fanaticism okay. and ultimate power, controlling people, like oppression. Yeah. And then you got the guy, like the guy in the Guy Fox, who's like trying to alert people like wake up like get the fuck up out of this shit like let these people control you and it's fucking it, i i i love this movie. i mean i've heard a lot of people say that like the message kind of still holds up right now even more so yeah you know, it does what's i happening. feel like it's not like a 10 out of 10 but it's definitely i would say 7.5 i gotta watch it yeah yeah because i see it all the time i'm like fuck i gotta watch this i just never Natalie Portman's in it. Yeah. She does yeah. great. Yeah. She does a bitter British accent. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's like a mystery. Some people will think it's a little slow, but I actually I enjoyed right. it. All right. Well, look, next it's on Netflix. I it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. We uh get ready for next week, listener. It's like we said, Monarch season finale and Echo all five episodes. That's what we're doing, fellas. Wow. wow. We're just gonna knock them both out. Wow. Wow. And it'll be a a great time. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me online at the Jock and Nerd Nation only. <laughs> He's <laughs> exclusive now to the group. Uh, you still find me at Really Rug Boy NX, but uh, you probably get a better shot at uh, hitting me up at the Nation. So, Anthony, Jock and Nerd Nation on Facebook, motherfucker. Join it, Anthony. Where can the listener find you? What strange promotion does your gym have this week? Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? This week, I don't know. Where you're going to be able to find? I'm going to be getting a new car, so you can find me at a dealership. Oh snap! Whoa. Good luck, Jesus. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to be leasing. So you know. oh, you're leasing. Okay, yeah. oh, that's exciting. Yeah. You can switch it out like every year. Switching Get it out. out. That's where you car. can find me at a, at your local de- at your, dealership. That's all right. You just got to figure yeah. out which one, and you'll find him. Uh, most important thing you can do, listener, share the show, spread it around. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Thing I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you blew it. it. <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Gentlemen, this is Democracy, Democracy. Manifest. Jock and nerd.